to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 270 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along. Another week, another episode. Here we go. Here we go, indeed. And so, what, what's I uh, say? So this is funny because I'd written this like a week ago. Yeah, okay. uh, mussels being cooked on the beach, making international news on global warming. So, where's this happening here in New Zealand? So, there's Never mussels in New Zealand being cooked on the beach, so they're actually being cooked in the sand. So, it's hit international news and it's going off everywhere. And only reason I, I think that's funny right now is that, um, as you know, Tanya's just sent me some pictures from Slipper Island where she's got on a work retreat. Yeah, work uh, retreat. <laughs> I'm so jealous. And she's been taking photos of the water and it looks amazing. And they were just they were just down on the rocks pulling off um, power off the rocks. Well, I hope they're legal size, guys. Uh, <laughs> just say. But well, I think that, they're going to eat the evidence. Uh, <laughs> But is this is this uh, global warming, or I reckon you could cook a mussel normally? Like the difference yeah, no, between they, they, like it was could, an interview, and the guy says, "No, no, it's not like totally unique. You're probably um, cooking it happened, faster. It's happened a few few years ago, oh, okay. or it happened quite a bit. So you know, a hot summer it'll do it. Yeah, good. but um, yeah, but it, it was a big sort of red flag international news thing. Ah. You know, if you want your seafood cooked, just go to the beach in New Zealand. Mm. But there was that. Um, I have put down here more woes for the 737 Max, and I have to give a bit of a. I, I, this is not where I got the story from, but I got the background from the story um, from the Daily, which is the New York Times podcast. It's really good, and actually they did an update on it, so I what listen to the whole thing again. They interviewed a whole bunch of the workers in the. Um, or whistleblowers, I guess you'd at call Boeing. them. At Boeing. At yeah. Boeing, So this one guy, he worked in quality assurance, and he, he's retired. He's like, I can't handle this anymore. I'm out. Oh, he's out. But what happened was they had the um, had the main Boeing factory in the, jeez, uh, I want to say Washington or something. Yeah. And then they opened a new one where the, the Boeing Maxes, 737 Maxes were all built and a yeah. few other things. Um, and I think it was in Carolina from memory. Something like that. Anyway, so they used a lot of GM uh, workers. But, oh, okay, workers. But, yeah, but car- building cars and building airplanes, huge difference. Yeah, totally. And one of the things, he, he, the guy went on about how he kept going. So he moved because his wife's family was there. He's like, oh, I get to work with a company I've been with for 30 years, and I can be near the, the wife's near the in-laws and okay. we can live down there. So, you know, so he got transferred with work and all that. So he, he felt pretty pleased about it. And But he said just these guys just had no idea about building planes. Like the anal retentive to the nth degree, which is what you want on somebody who builds your planes, right? Yeah, that <laughs> like, makes sense. You know, so he's like, oh, there was metal filings in the fuselage. You've got to vacuum that up because yeah. – planes vibrate at such a high rate, metal filings will strip any wires in there and the chances of them shorting out over a period of time is huge, right? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, there was a couple of um, big incidents. One of them was a test flight took off and they had some trouble and they realised somebody had left a step ladder in the tail wing. The, the, the tail. Far uh, What's going on? Oh, no, no. <laughs> like, like there was all these crap things in that interview. But anyway, um, so they're trying to get it 
back online so they can go, yes, no, it's safe, it's safe. But um, the inspectors from the FAA have just found loads of debris in tanks of several new planes. So these are new planes off the production line, never gone anywhere. You mean the fuel tanks? And in the fuel tanks, they found uh, tool parts and rags. It's not what you want in a fuel tank. I'm not an expert. <laughs> no. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't sound good. So basically, if if you're flying anywhere and it's a 737 MAX, I'd take another flight. Although, of course, they're grounded just now. Because I've got that problem, obviously, with the uh, lightning problem. So the... The po- they polish the carbon composite engine pods at the end of the production line, and then there's some metal foil there, and it's basically it's necessary for lightning protection, and um, it they don't they're not putting that on properly or something, and it's leading to it. And the only reason I read this is because what do you think the engine pods are called? The things that you see on the side of a plane. You've seen, do you know what they're called? This I is probably call, a, I would have called them engines. No, this this is <laughs> I mean, that's all I would have no, called them. This is a pub quiz question, so we may help you out here. They're called nacelles. N a c e l l e s. Nacelles. 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 Yeah, real weird. And I was like, okay, just thought it'd be called engine pod. Mm. Anyway, or engine mount. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's that's cool. Good, Good to, to know. know. Good to know. Um, nacelles. Remember that for your next pub quiz. And, now, hang I, on, what's where's that card? Where's the card? We better read that out. What card? What are you talking about? What's the what's the name of a multi-purpose? There, read that. Oh yeah. This is just in case if you're new to the podcast. Which, this is Chris's favourite question and answer. <laughs> Which of these is the archetypical multi-tool? Is it a French Navy fork, a Dutch Air Force dish, Air Force dish, a Swiss Army knife, or a German Marine spoon? <laughs> German Marine spoon. Every time. Every time that reaction. That's why we have that card sitting out here. Oh, God. Um, okay, so do you want to talk about this Aussie footballer um, or not? No. No, okay, moving on. Well, he's a Kiwi. Oh, he's a Kiwi. Yeah. Yeah, still a dick. Still a dick, complete psycho, 11 years of abuse, abused everyone, had a gr- adult son, I said the same thing, complete psycho. Um, oh, really? His death was uh, stabbing. He stabbed himself. So he burnt his family and then stabbed himself. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going to waste any more time on that, no, dude. But uh, terrible. If you are in a position where you do need help, there are some amazing organizations out there. Make sure to have a look or just talk to someone. Yeah. Like, seriously, speak talk up. To somebody, um, talk to somebody you can trust, yep. obviously. And, um, yeah, um, Women's Refuge is a great resource. Good starting point there. Okay. So, anyway. Um, I see you put here about the Hamilton City Council CEO uh, pay rise. I was going to put this down because it is mind-boggling. What I loved was that whole. So, so just to get everybody up to speed, Go. the uh, the CEO of Hamilton City Council has just got a pay rise of sixteen thousand dollars, which means he's now paid forty-seven thousand dollars a year more than Justin Trudeau. Is it Justin, uh, the, the pr- Prime Minister? Yeah, of, Justin Trudeau. Yep, of of Canada. So there was a uh, so, but he we have spoken about this before. I am sure a couple of years ago when he got a pay rise of it was some crazy amount. He his his pay rise back in the day was like one hundred and sixty thousand or something stupid. Like it was a massive amount a couple of years ago, 
And I think he drives the exact same car as me. I'm sure I've seen him driving a car identical to me. The almighty Toyota Vitz. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, bet his doesn't have as good a stereo in it as yours right now. Maybe not. Um, but it's, it's hilarious. Um, Canada is the second largest country in the world by size, stretching 9.98 million square kilometres. Hamilton, by contrast, is 110 square kilometres. Yeah, go so, Hamilton! So, you know, I, I haven't got the workout of what the um, percentage of... Um, Hang on, here we go. What about... Dollar the- per kilometre. That's right. Would be good. Um, our population is 165,900 in, um, in uh, Hamilton, as opposed to uh, Canada's 37... Million. million seven hundred ninety seven four hundred ninety six. So we're at 0.44% of their population. Seems legit. So, you and know, G- obviously our CEO should be paid way more than a prime minister Hang on. of and, a freaking country. And also our GDP, 8.2 million per annum. Canada, 1.9 trillion. Trillion. Uh, yeah, so they said it was a robust process and they compared them to other places. I'm guessing Auckland. Now, this article you've linked to, Chris, is the um, guy that did the opinion piece on it, and there's an actual other article that talked about it originally, and then the next day this guy wrote it. Uh, And this guy writes, this guy's really critical. If you look up this guy, Richard Swainson, he writes quite a lot about this guy. I think he keeps him awake at night. Um, (laughs) But in the other article, he is only, he's not very far away from Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern's pay. Yeah. So it's like $469,000. I, I, like, I can't honestly say if it's worth it. I don't think it is, but I don't know. It's just mind-boggling that somebody gets paid that much. Yeah, no, I, I've got no nothing against people being paid what they're worth, but I don't think in a council of Hamilton, which is the yeah, fourth yeah. largest city in New Zealand, yeah. you I'll should be that. getting more than two hundred and fifty grand. 250, 300 grand. Exactly. Like, you know? Like, Must be laughing at. Because you know. he, I think, was, I don't know if it was in the article or someone was talking about it or maybe it was in the other article. There's like no um, set term limit for that role or something. He has to just. There, we were talking about it the other day, actually, um, um, with a councillor from um, Regional City Council, who you know. Mm. Um, and um, That's maybe where I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, and no, she said that there was a restriction. They could do a few. Whoops, I'm getting more images from Slipper Island. Oh, that's all right. Um, I thought somebody was outside trying to get in. No, no. Um, so, yeah, no, uh, she said there was some sort of term. Li- it's not a term limit, but there is a limitation on how long you can do yeah. it or something. Oh, well, we'll see. They can reapply, but they have to be up for it. Yeah. So okay. it has to be open to other people. They can reapply and they can get it. Do again. we, as a public, yeah. vote that person in? Nope. Yeah. So they, no. So. That's it's, it's it's just annoying. Yeah, it, it is. It's totally annoying. Um. So yeah. Um. Anyway, there's a problem with uh, Pablo Escobar's hippos, Chris. <laughs> have you heard about this? I think I have actually, but carry on. Tell me. There's now an estimated eighty hippos running around the Columbia's principal river. And they're all descendants from the four that he had in his private zoo. But when he died, they just sort of couldn't do anything with him because they're too big and too hard to transport. So they just let him go. Um, they just randomly appear everywhere and they haven't killed any humans yet. Some really? Because the- they, they're like the, one of the most dangerous animals, animals in, yeah. in uh, Africa. Like. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
Uh, the plan is to sterilize him. Some of the locals actually quite like him, but to tranquilize him and trap him. And then the procedure takes three hours because it takes forever to cut into a hippo's skin and stuff. And they don't have much money to do this. Like they can only do a couple. But they reckon the population could easily quadruple over the next 10 years and eventually reach into the thousands because the environment is perfect for hippos. <laughs> that was funny. So that's the that's like your, um, uh, the guy you were talking about the other week that um, released fish. <laughs> that's right. It's the same story, similar, but bigger. Similar. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, so I've got a couple of RIPs. You do. Larry Tesla, spelt T-E-S-L-E-R. Yes. Um, do you know what he was famous for? Well, you've just read it. No, I do. Well, I don't. If you said the name, I wouldn't have known. The name never rang a bell, but I yeah. do, I have seen that he obviously died. Yeah, yeah. So he he was um, he was famed for inventing cut, copy, and paste function on computers. Yes. Um, and he also did the find and replace um, search function. Um, but, yeah, he, he's done some amazing things. The reason I mention it and the reason I put it in here is it's just those are those things that you use all the time and you never imagine life without it. No. You know what I mean? Like I can tell people now that the first time I got a mouse for a computer and I was like, I'm not sure I like this. I don't know why we would use a mouse because they didn't have graphical interface. Like, it was brand new. It was really, this is stupid. I just used DOS for everything. I was just typing all the commands. I remember when they started talking about the Windows as being released, and I'm like, what? You can run more than one program on a PC at a time? And it blew my mind. I mean, you did have the pocket thing whatever that was my scion computer over the there. scion computer which you <laughs> had to scion. reprogram because it doesn't have any actual memory no well it had 64k uh bolt on bolt on <laughs> uh yeah no uh everywhere they posted his death in the comments they copied and pasted that over and over and over again <laughs> so that's how i noticed that that's pretty funny. And Catherine G. Johnson died at age 101 this week. Yeah, so I never watched that film. Have you seen that film, Hidden Figures? No, Figures? I Maybe haven't seen it. Maybe we should watch it. I, 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 it is something I knew about. I was like, oh, yeah, I should watch that, and I never <clears throat> have got there. Yeah. Um, so mathematician at NASA helped them get to the moon. Amazing person. Yeah, yeah. So she, I, I heard an interview about, uh, you know, they were talking about her, and they were saying she was a computer because that's, yeah. That was the job description. Before they had mechanical computers, they had people who were computers. That's right. All she did was sit at a desk and compute <laughs> yeah. figures um, mathematically. And, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, no, uh, the whole um, missions that they did would never have happened without her input or someone like we, that. Um, but 101, that's a good innings, right? It is. I'm Raise just... my glass to uh, both of them, Larry Tesla and Catherine Johnson. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, last week we talked about the people in Huntley lurking for, um, lurking, digging holes trying to find those people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we the got giant a- giant bones. We got an email very quickly last week after we published it, and I found it in the spam, and it's, got, it's from a guy named John. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we <And> have email. <laughs> exactly. And the sub- Don't ever email me. 
<laughs> and it said sub giants in New Zealand, and it said New Zealand skeletons in the cupboard. Thought you might be interested in this documentary, and we'll have it in the show notes. And it's an hour long. It's called Redheads Part One of Skeletons in the Cupboard I've series. Watched it. Yeah. Well, this- I thought that sounded familiar. Yeah, it was all part of that. Yeah, because so- I watched that um, on YouTube because I think it's just YouTube doco, eh? Yeah, just YouTube. And it was a bit weird. I can't believe I didn't have told you about it. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did wonder if it was that. Okay, it it is a weird doco. Um, yes. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it looks like it could be a little bit biased, maybe. I don't uh, know. Uh, yeah, it's a little hippie. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, it's pretty good. <clears throat> pretty well shot. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right then. So, you know, it's not terrible. Um so there's an ultrasound bracelet that's not on sale anytime soon. Cool. Look I'd forward not it. to getting it. Um, what does it but do? I thought it was. I thought it was pretty cool. Do I wave it so over I, something? So I heard something about it, and so I, I, I researched and found out. Will a it tell bit me if it. I'm pregnant? No. Oh. It, okay. So um, smart speakers and other microphone equipped devices aren't supposed to listen all the time. Yeah, yeah, supposed but to. A yeah. lot of people don't believe them, right? No, I don't. So this, um, these two scientists oh, type, yeah, okay. type uh, a couple, they were yeah. joking about it, and then they realized, actually, this is a real problem. Yeah. And so when it, she's an engineer and, and he's a scientist or vice versa or something, I can't remember now. It's probably written down here. I'm not going to get into the details. Okay. There's a link, so we'll put it in the I show notes. You. But um, basically, they're using this ultrasonic they, – they found a circuit, and it just – um, goes up and down the scale, yeah. uh, as I understand it, in, uh, in an ultrasonic um, frequency. So human ear can't hear it. Yeah. But it screws with microphones, and they just create white noise. Oh, cool. And so microphones just won't work around you, okay? So you'd have to turn the bracelet off if you're going to talk on the phone or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But it's just a bracelet. Um, at the moment, it's... The, the, the concept is get it down to bracelet size. The moment it's got like batteries attached to it, oh, all sorts okay. of stuff. So it's not really that's pretty um, cool because uh, I thought doable. You- but but apparently the wrist is really good because if you have it in a static position, it doesn't help if the microphones like you, you'll have dead spots and life oh, spots. Right. But if you have it on your wrist, you you naturally move and it just. It'll cut in and out all the time, so it'll garble anything that's being recorded oh, or trying to be recorded. Pretty cool. Um, oh, actually, there was another death this week, Chris. I know you're going to mourn it. Hey, Mad Mike Hughes died in his homemade steam-powered rocket. Oh, so there's another R.I.P. Okay. We, we talked about this in episode 158, Chris, and I can't believe we talked about it so long ago. But we were, this is what we said, this is what I put in the show notes, we were waiting for the rocket man to find out if the world was flat or not, but he had to postpone it. That's what we talked about in episode 158. Yeah. Find out about this limo driver and his steam-powered rocket, right? Yeah. He was 64, and he crashed the rocket into the ground. Now, it was unsuccessful when he passed away, Longtime collaborator Waldo Stakes, I wonder if they're trying to find him somewhere, told the Associated Press, but there's a video... On the, this dude took and posted to Twitter, and this rocket went for it. I can't believe it was steam-powered. As uh, soon as it took off, a parachute just fell off the side of it, which I think he needed. Um, oh, shit. Because he had ridden the rocket previous times and gone up and just floated down, I think, with the parachute. But this parachute just went... Um, and this rocket just went woof, way up, like, really high, and you just see it coming down, and there's no way anybody could survive. It just slammed into the ground. So... Uh, Rest in peace, uh, Mike Hughes. So he died recently. 
the death thing was recent? Sorry, he died this week. This week. Oh, okay. But right, we yeah. talked about him in episode 158. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he had to postpone his initial very first launch. And the Discovery Channel slash History Channel, one of the two, were um, like uh, bankrolling him. And I don't think he could say too much about the Flat Earth thing. But back in 158, he was initially going to launch it from the top of a, like, get uh, lifted up by a balloon. Yeah. But in this video, it was like on the back of a truck with a launch pad thing, and he went, Whoa. Oh, man. Oh, dude. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll drink to that. You have a drink. Uh, you ready for rant time, Chris? Rank time. Rant. Oh, rant time. Rant time. Oh, yes. I, um, yep. I, I, yep. I rant time. So I haven't had this for a while. This annoys me, the story. <laughs> so many ways. So many levels. Uh, skip ahead if you want, but I don't know how long this will go for. Napier student, he's 18. Uh, I want to call him a douchebag, but probably can't because he's probably going to do me for defamation, maybe. He admitted he was driving too fast in an 80 kilometer zone when a cop locked onto him at 148 kilometers an hour. Yeah, that's too fast. But he was adamant he wasn't dangerous, and the judge at the court said, I agree with you. Not what? dangerous. So the cops. Uh, judge Dad. <laughs> oh, by the, by the way. He wants to be a lawyer, this kid. Anyway, it was twilight, the cop said, not good lighting, and he was heading towards a 50-kilometer-hour roadworks at the end of this road. This is Napier. Uh, the dickhead guy, uh, he said he knew the road really well. He was familiar with the roadworks, but he's only had his license for almost a year. So he's an expert, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect drive. By the time the cop turned around, he slowed down and uh, was doing 50Ks in the 50K roadworks zone, and he said, yep, I just had a rush of blood to the head and thought I'd drive that fast. This is what he said. The case uh, went to court. Uh, it was a straight road. The seal was good. The car was late model. No driveways or other roads coming onto it. Lighting was good. And he was aware of the roadworks coming up, his lawyer said. He acquitted him of the charge and he got one charge of driving at excessive speed. He was fined $400 in order to pay $130 court costs. He was not disqualified. Initially, he was because that's what happens instantly when you're going 50 kilometers over the speed limit. Right. Uh, it was more the fact that I felt it was unfair that I faced that charge. I felt a criminal conviction for dangerous driving would be harsh, especially for the first time I've ever been charged for anything he said. With an interest in law, I naturally wanted to pursue a challenge of what I had been charged with. What I did was not okay. The only place you should do that is on a safe, controlled environment, not on a public road, he said. But the only person that could have been harmed by that driving was me. I didn't see how I could have hurt anyone else under the circumstances. He was then selling his Suzuki Swift before going to Auckland to study law. Now, there's currently five different stories about this. There's the initial one. There's an opinion piece. Greg Murphy's jumped in and said he's a complete idiot because they don't talk about his skill level at all. Anything could have happened. Yeah. Uh, I think it's stupid. So a cat runs across the road. <laughs> You know, possum, freaking anything random. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they said. So this has come up in the law in 2008 and somebody else got off of it. Some commentators have said, oh, is it because he's studying law and he's Caucasian? No, how dare you say that? The the judge would never think of those things. Not so sure on that. Yeah, but there's a whole point of bias, man. Bias is unconscious yeah totally yeah but, i mean uh, if it's not unconscious it's called corruption but um, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's bias so i don't like the bit where he says the only person that could have been harmed by that driving was him even if he crashed the car and it was just him and he munted himself and he died you have 
police going to the scene, seeing that. You've got ambulance seeing that. You've got all the people in the flow down effect. You've got his family that probably have to identify him, his mangled body. Yeah. Oh, it's all right because he knew what the, you know, he knew that it wasn't dangerous. He, so he's what, 18? Yeah. Okay. I will admit, I was a freaking idiot at 18. All right. So I think, every- and I'm, you know, I'm not justifying him. No, or I think me, everybody I did stupid things. Everybody's, yeah, that's right. But um, but yeah, when you get done, you should get done. At, particularly at 18, I reckon you should really hit them hard because they're 68 learn kilometers over the speed limit. Yeah, and he um, got off it, and he didn't get disqualified. He I, should have got disqualified. I've I've been pulled up by cops for various things, and I'm being quite argumentative with them. Yeah. And I've usually got off because I've had a good reason or excuse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I'm talking about uh, being on a, a restricted license and being out after 10. I actually had a letter from the, what was it, the chief of the MOT back then? Yeah, yeah MOT. <laughs> whatever it was. Um, because I said, look, I work nights, Friday and Saturday nights at the bar. I'm, you breathalyze me, I'm not drinking. I'm going home from work. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's the reason. Yeah. Um, so, and, and my bike was over. Oh, so many cc's. Over 250 cc's. It was 400, but it was an old 400. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I'd written on about this, and I said, look, my mate's got a 250 that can go, the racing bike that can go like the clappers. My bike would never catch up with it. Yeah, yeah. So, rah, rah, rah. And they gave me dispensation because yeah. I wrote the letter. Oh, that's right. You know, so I got but anyway, I just, yeah. Yeah, a, no, that, that's. And there's quite a few comments on a couple of these stories, and some people are saying, yeah, he's correct because legally- uh, he wasn't being dangerous, apparently, because the legal, you know, all the crap. But anyway. Have you caught up with the latest Trump news? Because this will get you going. Oh, what's he been doing? So he's innovated some new campaign fundraising. Um, well, For the upcoming, obviously. Uh, yeah, for his upcoming uh, re-election campaign. That's right, because we do want to so see him I don't know again. if you heard about this recently. Um, okay, so Roger Stone was getting sentenced. Yeah. And Trump and they put a sentencing recommendation, which is just a you know, you know, a rubber stamped type thing. They go, Oh, this is what it says in the chart, this is where he's at, these are the extenuating circumstances. We recommend a three to seven year, I think it was, or something like that. Okay. Makes sense. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's but it's by the book, right? Yeah, yeah. And Trump said that's but the judge can do anything. The judge can still go one or fourteen or something. Yeah, you you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's okay. it's just this is what we recommend yeah, from yeah. the prosecutor's office that he, you know, he's been found guilty, these are the things okay. and this is the yeah. the sentencing thing. And then uh, Trump uh, tweeted, oh, I think that's unfair and Barr went back and made them redo it and four prosecutors quit. Oh like, over quit it the because case. Yeah. three quit that or four quit the case and one quit out of justice altogether. Retired. Oh, yeah, this is so anyway. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So anyway, um so I didn't know if you heard that. That's pretty 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 good news. And then um a little bit later, uh a week later, um Trump um what do you call it? Pardoned or commuted the sentence of several people. Yeah, I think all I heard corruption something. type people and all that, and people were like, "He's sending a message." Okay. Well, actually, it turns out that he was doing more than sending a message. Okay. One of the people he um pardoned, he pardoned was Michael Milliken. Was he Milken? Yeah. Milliken, okay. something like that. What's, what's so he known for? Do you, do you know? Do you remember um, Wall Street with um oh, Michael Douglas yeah. as Gordon Gecko? Okay. Yeah. So Gordon Gecko was modelled off over this Michael Milken. Right. Oh, right. So it 
it's a bit controversial because Michael did a new type of pyramid. Yeah, on, yeah. It wasn't really a pyramid scheme, and was it, it insider was, trading? It, then no, it was um, junk bond type oh, things. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it was something like that. But um, but yeah, he got done for insider trading, but it was so blurry that it could have gone either way. But oh. he was outside of the main group of Wall Street people, so he's. He's, he's a scapegoat. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, and, and to be fair, he's he's done his time in prison and he's out. Oh, so the yeah, pardon gonna... is just erasing the crime oh, from, okay. from. But you know why he did this? So he, um, he Trump had a Trump. fundraiser. Of course he did on uh, like the Tuesday night. I'm making this up, but it was three Rec- three days. Whatever the Recent. difference was. Okay. He he did the fundraiser. Yeah. Now a fundraiser they make half a million dollars and. Maybe a million dollars because they can only get so much from each person. Is that right? No, I don't know. Yeah, no. Yes and no. They can if it goes straight to their thing. If they have a super pack, um, which is a totally other entity okay. that spends it on ads and doesn't say it's for Trump, but it does everything Trump wants them to do. It's called a super PAC, and they can have as much money as they want. Okay, it's yeah. Freedom of the right of oh, expression. Yeah, okay. it, long story. I don't want to get into that. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> don't, don't, Good. Running don't out of time here. I know, I know, I know. So anyway, um, so, you know, half a million, million dollars is yeah. a good fundraiser. Okay. He had this uh, fundraiser with this billionaire Nesbitt, um, I think is his surname, Nesbitt, and um, a friend of Michael Milken. Okay. And uh, that fundraiser, that one night, got $10 million for the Trump super PAC. Whoa. And this guy Nesbitt goes, I think you should... Um, pardon Michael Milken. Oh. And three days later, he pardons Michael Milken and says, well, you know, uh, and somebody said, why are you pardoning him? He's like, he's Did done he get his more time. money than the 10 or was it for the 10? For the 10, for the 10 yeah. basically. And, and the 10 wouldn't have come from one guy. It would have come from a bunch of people at that oh, dinner yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, and he <laughs> said, oh, no, I was at a fundraiser and they suggested I do that. So I did that because, you know, they raised $10 million. And then they looked at it and then another guy he commuted the sentence for Another fundraiser. Um, it was a family thing. This guy was in prison, and he was done. They'd never donated anything in their entire lives to any political party. And in the last two months, the, the whole family in different places have um, donated $500,000, and their, their uncle got out of prison. And so, so you the know, ruler, if Yeah, if, okay. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a pattern I can see here. Yeah. If you yeah. want to get someone out of prison or pardoned. Well, it's just a, it's an innovative new campaign fundraising thing. Trump's probably sitting there going, I don't see anything wrong. I don't know why nobody's thought about this before. I'm a genius. I'm oh, a yeah, stable, totally, very totally. stable genius. Stable nobody's genius. Stable ass. But, um, yeah, so I wanted to say, so you know that COVID-19 is, is really a worry right now. Yeah, right? yeah. It's kicking off. It's, it's going um, worldwide. Yeah, it's causing- actually growing more in Italy now than it is in China. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's going to so cause a whole bunch of financial problems here. It's already hitting in New Zealand. All their money's dropped today. Yeah, it's hitting everywhere, right? Yep. So, um, but the USA is a bit unprepared. And do you know why? Why is that? Trump fired the entire chain of command of the pandemic response team in 2018 and has not replaced them. Ah, so who, there's just like empty offices. I can just imagine a phone no. ringing, a phone ringing and no one's answering it. He got rid of them all. And I, I wrote this a few days ago and put it in the notes for today. 
But um, since then, this morning, they had a thing where this guy's interviewing the home director of Homeland Security. Yeah. And, and it's a Republican senator or congressman, I always get mixed up, um, questioning this guy. So he's on Trump's side, but yeah. he's, a, he's a Republican. And he's going, so um, tell us about this, um, you know, the, oh. the coronavirus, what's happening? Um, what, what's the yeah. death rate? And the guy goes, oh, it's 2%. It's like, uh, like the flu. No, the flu is 0.01% or 0.1%. But yeah, I think yeah. it's 0.01%. Do you know what they should do? Space Force. <laughs> and so um, so he's, he's, he's going on about this. So this is a another one of Trump's, oh, you'll be Homeland uh, Security, knows nothing about anything, been in the, there for three months, and couldn't answer a single question about this coronavirus. Uh, and he goes, you're asking me medical questions. The guy goes, no, I'm asking you how, um, what's the word? There's a, how contagious it is yeah. and there's a, uh, a, a, rate. A, a rate and the guy goes oh you need to ask a doctor you know no i should be asking you you're the director of homeland security you're supposed to keep us safe um so yeah okay uh, so uh, america's going to go even worse well, into the dark ages just to give you an idea this is this is from a tweet but um trump has been in office less than his full term Full term is four years oh That's yeah totally three and a bit years now yeah, right? yeah okay Come, uh, yeah, yeah. november i think it would be the four years Trump is on his third chief of staff. Yeah. His fourth national security advisor. Wow. His fourth defense secretary. You just swap him out every year. His fifth secretary of Homeland Wait, Security. You don't like them. Get rid of them. His sixth deputy national security advisor and his seventh communications officer. I think it was definitely. <laughs> I think it's definitely better to be one of the first couple at the start, not now. Oh, my God. That's crazy. So, but, yeah, talk about a perfect storm, right? Because this COVID-19 is concerning. Yes. Uh, it should be a concern for everybody. That's right. doesn't mean you have to panic, but I would be getting some hand sanitizer and I would be ideally getting some masks and just be thoughtful about things. That's right. But, um, but yeah, it, it's going to be serious. And then on top of this, you've got the most incompetent president in the history of the world. Good times. <laughs> and with that, that brings us to the end of the podcast, Chris. Yes. Um, so uh, there will be notes from our on the show notes. You'll yep. find those. Check all uh, that at out. Chris and Sam podcast. The Chris and Sam podcast.com. I wonder Sorry what you were that. referencing for a second. Yeah. Um, you can tweet us at Chris and Sam pod, um, or you can go to the Facebook page. Uh, apparently you can email us, but I never check my email. That's so. right. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, till next time. I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.